All right, I think we are good to go. Hello and welcome, Just a Family. This is giving you something to talk about live TV. I am your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm also an identity coach and spiritual teacher. This episode is sponsored by a Phoenix Identity, and we are going to be talking today about how to empower our children and how empowered children learn from empowered parents. And I will have a quick uh, to-do on that right away, but let me introduce my guest host today, who is none other than Barbara Masonette. And again, I always say this, I hope I pronounced that properly. You did, actually. Yep, there's a couple ways, but that's one of them. So you did great. That's like my last name. It's Kretschler. Uh, I always say Kretschler, but in um, Czech, where it's from, it's actually Krekler. Oh. But there's another connotation to it. If I was in Prague, my last name would actually be Kreklerkova. Oh, wow. Because women and, you know, have the ova at the end of it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. I, I, yeah, oh, wow. I found that out not that long ago. My mother-in-law is actually born and raised, both my, my mother-in-law and father-in-law are born and raised in Prague. So it's interesting wow. to, to have the, the different connotations of the name. Wow. So well, I'm going to hand it. I'm going to hand it over to you to introduce yourself. I'm going to go in and share it while you do that. And yeah, let's, who are you? What do you, what do you do? What do you, what are you passionate about? (laughs) So I'm Barbara Masonette and I am a life and business coach. And I also am a mama and um, I homeschool my son as well. So um, single mom homeschool, I, um, you know, do my utmost best to practice what I preach as far as probably some of the things we talk about today, but um, ultimately like that work and life balance and making sure that, you know, you're present for the kiddo. I only have one, uh, the child as well as running, you know, um, a successful and my definition of successful business to my clients. I um, work mostly with uh, small to medium-sized business owners, but I have, you know, quite a few individual life coaching clients as well and corporate clients. So, you know, really it's somebody who uh, is ready to make some significant change and they, you know, want to have a different set of eyes on their life or their business and somebody who's unbiased and um, really somebody will just look at it from a different set of eyes and ready to take some action. So that's a little bit about me. I love that. So if anybody can hear in the background, uh, my daughter is playing in the background and happens to be screaming while playing in the background. She's doing that. We are having a snow day today. So I'm in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. And schools have been shut down today and tomorrow. And then it's, of course, Easter holidays. So they have five days at home. And we just ended up having a snowstorm. So we're in the middle of a snowstorm, one of the worst in, I think they're saying 30 years. So yeah, it's, it's not horrible today, but it's, it's been pretty bad. Lots of stuff, even the government closed down today. So yeah. So When I said that I had a little tidbit, um, Barbara and I were talking before the episode about showing up, right? And as parents, and and I'll just start off with this. As parents, we always tell your kids, it doesn't matter if you don't feel good. I understand you don't feel good. It's great. You know, I love you. But if you commit to doing something, you have to do it, right? And so today, 
<laughs> I messaged my husband shortly before the show and I was talking to Barbara right before that, right before we went live. And I slept horrible last night. One of my teeth uh, split completely down the middle in half. I um, was having trouble eating. So I went hypoglycemic, which makes me very nauseous. And I showed up. My, my husband's like, get a candy fix, whatever you need to do to show up <laughs> for your show. Right. And it is leading by example, because we have, we're, we're talking about children today and empowering children. One of the things about empowering our children is teaching them to do what they say they're going to do and their words and their actions. And, you know, when they have chores to do, or when they say it, like my daughter's horrible at this, she'll be like, mom, I'll do it after dinner. And then I'm like, mm. Hey, uh, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm trusting you to do it. And right. He doesn't do it. Right. It's like, you know, you're teaching me that I can't trust you. Mm. It's one of my favorite conversations to have with my children right now is you're teaching me whether or not I can trust you. You're teaching me whether or not you can be um, responsible, mature, all of that. And that's part of one of the things we empower our children for. And, and whether or not um, your word matters, like, you know, if, if we're teaching our kids that, um, you know, what you say, you know, sends a message, but you know, if, if it's received or if you don't follow through with it, then really what you're saying is, is that you really just don't have to listen to me. Right. You like what I, right. Like, you know, if you want somebody to, like you said, to learn responsibility or all any, anything in that to show up, whether you feel like it or not, you know, it, it, you have to ask yourself if I'm going to say I'm going to do something and then I don't do it. You know, the recipients of all those words really can just sit there and be like, well, I just really don't have to listen to what you say because you just, you're not honoring your own words. So why do I then have to honor you respect you or, um, you know, really listen to what you have to say? I mean, it, it could go deep really quick when it comes to words and honoring commitments and following through. And, you know, Let's acknowledge you like, you know, it could have been so easy to just push the reschedule button and just say, you know, because you justifiably legit have a verifiable reason to do this, you know, so I really acknowledge you for showing up and, uh, uh, you know, really practicing what, what we are talking about today, Yeah, hopefully and what we're teaching our kids. Oh, for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's so many things, even in the last year, and I, I have four um, three that I've given birth to in a bonus. And out of those four, the last year have been lessons, just multiple lessons in parenting and what works and what doesn't work. And each child, each child is different, but everything remains the same as when I'm at my best or when I'm following through with myself, they see that, right? When I ask my daughter, who's 12, um, going on 13. Well, technically going on 70 because she thinks she knows. That's what I tell you. That's what I say about my child. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. She she's been testing me lately, and it's just it's one thing after another. And if I go up to her and I say, Bella, who is the strongest person you know? And she goes, You. And so she she sees that within me. And so I teach her, you, you know, you're the one telling me right and again back to the one you're the one telling me 
I don't have a lot of rules and expectations for my children. They have to make those up themselves, right? I have obvious rules. Don't lie. Don't cheat. Don't steal, right? The morally, legally things that they shouldn't be doing, but I want to empower them to make their own decisions. I have one child who doesn't feel like there's any control. My son struggled with that and feeling like he had no control. He had no freedom. And we were in a position where he just wasn't getting that. And he lost sight of who he was and how to express himself and and the communication. And it caused a lot of, of rifts between the entire family. So with my daughter, I tried to give her that freedom And right now she's not making very good choices and not following through. And we're just, we're having a very hard time with her right now. And I keep telling her, you're the one who decides what we do and what we don't do. You're the one who decides whether you follow through. And when we try to give freedom, it's okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you a little bit of freedom. And within that freedom, you have these three rules. You can't do this, can't do this, and you can't do this, Mm -hmm. right? And this is what's going to happen if you do, Mm -hmm. right? And then- set the boundaries up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're giving them freedom. Parameters, sorry, the parameters. She said parameters. Yeah. And if you don't follow through, this is what's going to happen, right? Right. So in everything that I do with my children now- and, and I, it took me a while to figure this out and learn it. And I had help from a, from a former friend of mine. I had a lot of help with this. It was consistency. It was making sure that whatever punishment you had fit the role. Yeah. So ask nicely the first time, hey, I, I need you to do this. Right? First time I'm going to ask you nicely. Tell me you need five minutes, whatever. I'll give you the five minutes, whatever. The second time I have to ask you, you're going to get, you need to do this, or this is going to happen and have a clear, concise, this is what's going to happen. And then if they don't do it, there's no third time. It's the third time is the punishment gets put into place and you do it. Mm -hmm. Right. And I found that that works for my kids. Right. Go ahead. I was just saying, wouldn't you think in the process, like ultimately as parents, our, our goal, I'm going to assert for most parents is to teach um, our kiddos to be responsible human beings. And so when you place the, um, when you place it on their shoulders to make the decisions and own the consequences in the process, right? It's not a surprise. Like they can't come back to you and be like, but mom, I didn't know you were going to, I don't know, make me clean my room if I didn't do this. Like, I didn't know that mom. No, love of my life. When I asked you over here, and then I said, here, if you don't, if you, now you're going to do this. And if you don't do this, you're going to have to clean your room. You can't play dumb as I like, nope, you made it clear. But in that process, the hope is, right, is that we're empowering our kiddos to, to um, like, I always say to my clients, like, point, point the fingers back at you and like, come from a place of responsibility, like, don't yes. we want our kids to be responsible human beings, mm-hmm. but they can't do that if they're not um, challenged in understanding, right? Choices have consequences, good or bad. Not all choices have bad consequences there, right? Like it, if I want an ice cream cone, there's some good consequences to it, like yummy yum and some bad consequences like, oh no, my, you know, my three mile run probably didn't pay off. I don't run, but you get the point, you know? Yeah. 
So I think there's some that responsibility. So, you know, that tool, that parenting tool that you just shared is a great strategy. And I think if you take it deeper to a different level and helps people to under, helps parents to understand, so why am I doing this? Like, we're not just talking about mechanical robots, you know, like there could, could you get your kids to do what you wanted them to do? I'm sure you could, right? You can do the bribery approach. You could do the consequence approach. You could do the ask 5 million thing, you know, times approach. You could do the get angry approach. You could, there's all approaches to get your kid to do what you want them to do. I want you to clean your room or you can ultimately say, but why? Like, what am I trying to teach my kiddo here? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's, some point I'm going to assert they're going to move out on their own and whether they have a roommate or a spouse or, you know, whatever other human being living in the house with them, again, if we're using the room, I'm going to guess they would probably want to live with somebody that has a cleanish room, right? So that's, right? Skills to do what they need to do, yeah. Right? Like, so you do want somebody to come back, hey, thank you for teaching your child to be responsible and picking up their, you know, socks after them. Oh, you're welcome. Little do you know what the process was to get us to this point, but that's the ultimate goal is really to empower our kids to come from a place of responsibility so they can go out there and be good human beings. And make decisions. So for any of our viewers, whether you're watching live or catching the replay, what, what do you think your goal is with your kids? What is your goal? What do you think is important to teach them growing up, right? When they become adults on their own, what do you want them to know? Do you want them to know? There's so many, there's how to be responsible, how to follow directions. I know for, um, my, again, my daughter, she's my problem child right now. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to get a lot of air over here. Okay, go ahead. She is a disaster when it comes to cleanliness. (laughs) Like there's no right. It's just like, and I'm. We're not getting any compliments yet. Then is what you're saying. Not yet. Okay, got it. I I was a disaster, but see, I even now, right? My husband will come home. He's like, I've got clothes on the floor over here, right? I've I've got clothes on the floor over here. So I'm I'm got the clothes there, and he's like, Why didn't you put those away? Because I didn't want to. And it's not a big deal right now, right? They're there, they're clean, they're they're, you know, they're not going anywhere. Um, so I've I've I grew up as the messy kid, not the dirty kid though. And I find yeah. there is a huge distinction between that. Huge leftover food, um, dirt and grime and right. molding dishes, that's dirt, right? Or or unmentionables that need to be that's dirty, right? Like dirty. But having your clothes all over your room, I remember once my when my husband and I met, he went and cleaned my apartment. Um, he stole my. Wow, key. you got lucky. He, well, because he's a he's a clean nut, right? He stole my key and went and cleaned my apartment when he was supposed to be meeting me at the park. And there, my my bedroom was clean, but it was messy. There were clothes everywhere. There were books everywhere. There was really no organization in my room. It was just everything was everywhere, but it wasn't dirty. And that I think is a distinction, right? You don't have to be perfectly organized, but it needs to be clean. Right. And there's the product in needs to be clean. Yes. I agree. I mean, right. I mean, if you have to know, I have a pile of clothes too, right over there, but guess what? They're all clean. Mm -hmm. 
right? They just haven't made it into the drawer. And I might have to say right now, I don't know if and when they might not make it into the drawer. They might make it back onto the body, into the dirty clothes, back onto the pile. But to your point, is there a difference? But I think you asked a really good question. What are some of the things that we want to teach our kids? And I think you you hit on a, a really critical point that maybe some parents don't stop and think about. Um, and that is like, are you an intentional parent? Like, have you sat down and intentionally thought to yourself? I mean, I think we all hope that our kids turn out well, but have you thought about how you're going to get there? Like, have you thought about, you, you brought something up consistently, consistency. I mean, consistency in what? What are you consistent? And what are you being consistent in the hopes of teaching them to be? I mean, we could be consistent in, I don't know, yelling. And that's consistently teaching them that when you want to communicate and you're angry, you're going to yell. Is that what you ultimately want to teach them? How to communicate? Probably not, right? So it's consistency that, you know, like you're smiling. You got a thought. I see the thought. I'm, I, so I do yell. I'm not going to lie. I do yell. I even on one of these videos, Haley, my youngest just seven and in the other room screaming, right. uh, was being exceptionally loud. So I muted myself and I'm like, Haley, quiet, <laughs> right. While I'm doing the video. And it's like, I don't, I don't, I get aggressive, not aggressive in the sense that, you know, I'm going to beat you or anything along those right. lines, but more so like you're pushing me to that limit. You like, we need to cut this mm-hmm. out. Um, Tori commented, she said, honestly, the importance of credit, that is a huge one too. finances, right? Mm-hmm. About finances. One of the things I wanted to mention about your intentional parenting though, is when we are empowered parents and, and not even just parents, when we're empowered ourselves, we have the understanding that our version of empowerment looks different than other people's. Yes. We are, and and this comes down to my own identity coaching, right? We are unique individuals. And a lot of the problems that are not problems, but a lot of the struggles and unhappiness and triggers that I find in my clients are created by their parents and created by their peers and their experiences as a child, right? And now I'm not putting the blame on the parents because it's not, but at the same time, if we're intentionally parenting and and to the point of empowering our children to be their own human beings, to express themselves the way they want to express themselves and to take accountability and responsibility for themselves. Mm. One of the things we always, and, and I mean daily, daily need to ask ourselves, is this a problem for me? Does it have to be a problem for them? My husband, love him dearly, is on my daughter's butt all the time. And the other day, and I'm going to use an example, she had her hands in her pockets. And he got upset with her for having her hands in her her pockets. Speaking of, she walks by. And I'm like, why? How does her hands in her pockets impact you? If that's something she's comfortable with, it's not hurting you. It's not offending you. Mm-hmm. So it's not it, inappropriate and it's it, not hurting anybody else. Yeah. It's picking your battles, right? So something, yeah. um, my youngest daughter sticking out her tongue. 
I will go up to random kids. If I'm in a store and the kids being silly, I'll stick my tongue at them and, and keep walking. Right. Like just as I did. Right. It to my right. Own, right. Right. But for my husband's family, it's disrespectful. Interesting. Right. So it's, Interesting. I don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and context is huge too. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yep. And I think you just touched on another, like, you know, to your, another nugget is, you know, offensive. So can you imagine if we taught intentionally, if we taught our kids to not take anything personally, just imagine for that for a second, like how, how that would shift the world. So not to be dramatic, but if you really think about it, so if somebody tells you something Um, which is their opinion, and you adamantly disagree with it, and you might think they're so wrong, you can't even believe it, or they're so right, and you're just, right? It doesn't matter what it is, and they tell you, and, you know, you have that choice at that moment. I can be offended. I can give my power over to this person, or I can choose to say something in the realm of that's their opinion and that's their choice and that, and they can have that. And I'm going to choose that. I'm not going to take it personally because it doesn't matter what they have to say. You know, they could tell me, you know, I hate your mom and you're the this and your toes are ugly and whatever. And I could just say, thanks for your opinion. Right. And move on. Gosh, I'm hungry. What am I going to have for lunch? I mean, just as simple as like letting it, can you imagine if our kids learned that at an early age? I'm trying. I'm I'm literally I am literally building a program to teach in schools on how to get kids to understand their own identity and other people's identity. If let's go extreme. Okay. I love extreme examples. Okay. It it hits home. It does. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about the LBGTQ community. Okay. Okay. If one person finds sexual orientation to be wrong, and another person doesn't. Right. Nobody's wrong. It's an individual belief. Right. Now, I'm a very big supporter and a, a, a part of the LGBTQ community. So I would be like, okay, hey, well, that's your opinion. I'm not going to take offense to it because it's your opinion. I'm not going to try to change your mind, but you don't need to come at me. I'm not going to come at you. You uh-huh. keep your opinion. Yeah. And, and then, and then you part ways to be that that's where it ends. Yep. Do you see how empowering yep. that is? Even if you adamantly disagree with their opinion, you mm-hmm. could think they're so wrong. You can't even believe it. Just like they could think you're so wrong. They can't believe it. But can you yep. imagine how much conflict would be? There wouldn't be, there just wouldn't be conflict. If people just chose to consciously, I'm not going to take that personally. And I'm going to choose not to be offended and, or I'm going to choose not to react in a certain way that gives my power over to you. Yeah. Can you imagine the world it would be in? So then we have to go to, we have to ask ourselves, well, how do you teach kids that? Because kids care about what other people have, right? Especially in the teenage years, oh, they're yeah. all about, you know, identity and I, I need to look, I, whatever it is, right? So yeah. how do you go about approaching Hey, do you understand how much more empowered you would be if you chose not to take things personally? They could say, well, well, you know, I mean, there's so much like, uh, but really, how would you, how do you teach kids that? How do uh, you do that? By teaching them. And, and so, yeah, I see, and I do this. I've, 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 my whole family, uh, if you've watched any of the episodes, you'll hear me say mm-hmm. this millions of times. 
I actually just dealt with this with my daughter. So she came home one day and she said she was very upset. Like she was pissed off. And she came home and she's talking to me about one of her classmates and how they said that police don't save lives. And I said, okay, like I can see where that is. Right. She goes, yeah. So this one kid said that police officers don't save lives. Only paramedics do or first responders. And I'm like, okay. Okay, I can see where that, so I I questioned her, right? And I said, he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. He's not right, but he's not wrong. So what's the issue here? And she says, well, they do save lives. I said, they absolutely do. Depends Mm -hmm. how you look at it though. His perspective Mm -hmm. is he's not looking at it the way that you're looking at it. You're looking at it in a different perspective. Police officers save people's lives, domestic violence, um, Mm -hmm. robberies, all of that, mm-hmm. right? They mm-hmm. save people's mm-hmm. lives. But on the other hand, paramedics will will physically save your life if you are having right. a medical emergency. Emergency. Mm-hmm. So different mm-hmm. perspectives. Now I asked her, and she was still upset after I explained that. And I said, Bella, why are you getting so angry? What? Why are you getting so angry? She said, well, well, I said I can tell you why you're getting so angry because she doesn't understand, right? They're twelve. I said, you're getting angry because his belief questions yours. You're getting angry because now you're questioning your belief. Mm. You're getting angry because his belief is, in essence, attacking who you think you are. Right? So when we're triggered, this is for adults, children, anybody. And please take this lesson away because it is one of my biggest lessons. When you are triggered by something, you have an instant reaction. Whatever your belief is will trigger that instant reaction. That reaction is emotional. It's not logical. It's emotional. So as soon as we get triggered, our instinctual habit as a human being is to attack the person who we feel Mm. is attacking our belief right? Or their belief. We're, we're attacking now, right? right so it's either right. attack, defend, or change their belief. Interesting. You're right. You are right. Defend. You that, feel the need to defend. Yep. Mm. So it's attack, defend, mm-hmm. change, mm-hmm. right? That's where that. 100% of arguments come down to that logic and nobody, and that's one of the reasons I created the show to have those back and forth conversations. Even when we disagree, I've disagreed with various points on Mm -hmm. the episodes that we've done. And I'm okay with that Mm -hmm. because I don't feel the need to attack your beliefs. I don't feel Mm -hmm. the need to defend my beliefs and I don't feel the need to change your belief to validate mine. Right. And but what, what happens is, is you have a dialogue about it so people can hear both sides and then make their own decision. Exactly. Right. right. So there's the, the example, lead by example of what it looks like to discourse. I think discourse is another empowering tool, right? Not yeah. be afraid to, right? Like, honey, this is what I think is going on, right? So you're, you're being questioned. You're, you're, 
right? And and, and it, you could, and then you go to the three strategies you just said, the three tactics, right? Defend, attack, attack, defend, and um, you know, change, right? Okay, so sure, you could do that, sure. And it, it again, it's it, it, it's really our right because our topic is is how do we empower our children? Well, empower them to embrace discourse, empower them to embrace having conversations, conversations that you already know you're going to disagree with. Yeah. Like, and that was, I took a little bit of notes. I'm like, what do we, you know, I wonder where this is going to go. And one of the things I was thinking of is really empowering and teaching our kids, like when to speak and when to listen, you know, instead of the attack, the defend change, you know, what, what would it look like to listen and go, well, you know, thank you for sharing, but I actually disagree with you. Would you like to hear why? Yeah. Oh, no, you wouldn't. Great. Shall we go have lunch together or yeah. now are we not? Being right? I mean, you know, yep. It's number one, acknowledge number one in any conversation and empowering your kids. And the way you do this is by doing it for them or not doing it for them, doing it yeah. to them. If your kid comes to you and expresses how they feel or expresses one of their beliefs and says, mom or dad, you know, I had this thought today, or I had this experience. You sit down and you do number one, truly listen. You truly listen. And there are three different types of listening, right? There's listen because you're just like, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but you're not actually paying attention, right? Okay, that doesn't fair, help, fair. Right? That doesn't help anybody. Number two is listen. But while you're listening, you're thinking of your responses because attack, defend, change. Right. So you're Third not really variation. listening. Yeah, not, that's not helpful either. The third variation of listening is actually listening to what the other person is trying to tell you. I can tell you I'm not feeling good and you can take that whatever way you want. You can take that as me saying, you know, I don't want to do the episode. You could take that as, you know, there's so many different variations, but if I say, you know, I'm just not feeling good. So if we do have to cut it short a little bit, then that's okay. Right. Mm -hmm. It's whatever that looks like, but it's actually listening to the person's words. So number one mm -hmm. is truly listen. So if we truly listen to what our kids are telling us, we're teaching mm -hmm. them how to listen. Right. Right. Number two, validate and acknowledge. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to put those two together because they should be back and back, back to back. Validate and acknowledge. Validate that you actually heard what they said, and acknowledge the acknowledge the point of what they're talking about. Right now, if you do disagree with somebody, it's you know what that was a really good point. I love this about it. Right, you're you're acknowledging and validating, and then you turn around and go, you know what? But I do disagree, and here's why. Right? Here's here's my thought. And you mm -hmm. say your thought and you leave it. Mm -hmm. And you leave it. And that's the key too. Because I think that's another yeah, nugget. Your leave intention it. is just to express your own belief. It's not to change, mm -hmm. it's not to attack, and it's not to defend. It is to share. Yeah. I think that's really, can you, again, can you imagine if we were intentionally, if all kids were being intentionally parented this way in this specific topic of um, not taking it personally combined with not being easily defending offended to and giving your power over 
to learning how to have discourse, like learning, what, like actually learning. Like that sounds silly. Like, what do you mean learn how to have discourse? Like, no, there's actual like parameters around that, you know? And what, right? That attack that, you know, are you doing that? Are you not, you don't know what, this is what listening looks like. Here's what it is. Let's try it on over here. Let's teach our kids this. And, and, and notice that we haven't said, and we're all gonna agree at the end of it and sing Kumbaya. Like that's not, not the intended result. It, would it make maybe life easier? I don't know. I don't even know. Would it? If we all agreed on everything and everyone just held hands and skipped down the poppy, you know, the yellow brick road. I don't know. Cause it, cause it hasn't happened. So I, I don't know, but is that the end result? Or again, go back to what do we want one day uh, when one of our kids' roommates or significant others comes back? We want, I mean, we want them to say thank you for teaching them to be a responsible human being in this area. That's ultimately what we're going for, right? It's like, yeah, you did a good job. (laughs) We have to, right? Because, you know, I know, I know, I know. Because you you could do everything and, you know, you you have a choice. You You can choose to be an intentional parent or you can choose not to. I can say this, being an intentional parent is way harder than not to, way harder because you have to. You have to be thinking past what, what am I doing? Is it worth the fight? Like, why do I keep repeating myself for, you know, 48 times on this topic? Should I just give up and let them have their, you know, the the principle I can just ignore that I'm going to teach this principle to them. I don't know. Do you want them not to know that principle? Okay. We need them to know that principle, that character, that moral character, that compass, you know, whatever our end result is, we need them to know that. So Right. Let's get our, let's get our battle gear back on and go forward and be consistent in teaching it. You know, um, I have another thought. Can you imagine another one about empowering real quick? And I don't know how much time we have, but we still have time. Okay. Can you imagine, um, it's another one that I thought, can you imagine, um, if we empowered our kids more to be comfortable willing in the process of learning? So think about how kind of the pendulum, you know, how pendulums swing in, in societies and, you know, got the parenting, you know, all of it, right. It used to be like, anyways, you've got that. Well, it seems like it's kind of swung to, you know, I don't want my kid to fail. So I'm going to go rescue quickly, or I'm going to do all of it. And I'm going to, you know, no, I'm going to, you know, tie their shoe till they're 10 because they just cry when they don't do it, you know, and they just don't get it. And, and I'm like, Imagine how much you learn. All we could. Th- how many times have we failed in order to be where we are? And you and did. To. Yes, you have to. But that's an, that's an intentional parenting tool, because so, especially at, for moms, I would I would assert maybe it's for both moms and dads. It could. It's so much um, comforting and quickly resolved when you can race and rescue as opposed to. Nope. You know, I see that you fell off on your bike and, um, you skinned your knee, right? Okay. That was hard. Let's go have ice cream. Right. Versus no, 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 no. You fell off. Let's get a bandaid on. We go again. Right. Because this is a, this is something that you ultimately want to learn how to do. You told me you wanted to right back to your follow through, right. We're showing up commitment. So I want to hear your thoughts on that. What do you think about teaching kids and empowering kids to fail? and feel safe in that without feeling like, because I think failure is an element of success. Okay, go. I I absolutely, what do you think? 
I'm going to, I'm just going to, I have to write that down because I have to do the mid-episode promo. So today's episode is sponsored by A Phoenix Identity. You can find us at aphoenixidentity.com. Today's episode, of course, is how to empower our children. And we've already had some wicked content. Please like, share, follow the show on whatever social media platform you are on. Links are in the description. And make sure that you subscribe to our newsletter right on the website at www.justalivetv.com. And you can actually watch the show live on the website. So we've made that exciting. And we have merch coming. Okay. So I... I wanted to quickly, we did have a question. Um, so I'm going to go back to that for a minute. Um, I'm glad you said something about your husband's side of the family. How do you balance those two different parenting styles to where you're not confusing the children? That's having conscious conversations with your partner and not to get you both agreeing, but to get you on the same page. Parenting is not about the parents. Parenting is about the children. And the number one thing we re- we need to remember as parents is not, we're not dictators. We are not parents to dictate everything that our children do and everything that they, that they have accessible to them. Our job and our responsibility as parents is to guide unique individuals into becoming self-sustaining adults. That's our job. It is not my job to tell my daughter what she can wear, what she can't wear uh, within reason. Right, right, right. right. There's but always, there's still parameters. There's still parameters. I'm not going to tell her that she has to take on my sense of style. She has, which is irritating, but uh, I'm not going to tell my children <laughs> that they can't, you know, when they're 12 to 16, they can't dye their hair or they can't do this. They can't get piercings or tattoos that's their choice. They are individuals. We guide them. I don't discourage and say, you can't ever get a tattoo. I say, you know what? I want you to think about it long and hard until you're closer to 18 or 18. And then we'll talk about it because I want it to mean something to you. I have tattoos. Every one of my tattoos has exceptional meaning for me. My 19 year old and I just got these ones. Ooh, I didn't even see that. What is it? So it's a phoenix. It's actually yeah. a phoenix. I'll go closer. Everybody look, look beautiful. Wow. So my son has a matching one on the other side, but his is black. So it's embracing their uniqueness, right? If your parents, and, and, I, and I stop, your parents, would they get tattoos? Would they get piercings? Do you have tattoos and piercings? You aren't your parents. Our children are not us. While we want them to be happy and we want them to succeed, they are not us. They're not mini me. They have to create their own identity. Their own. They have to create their own. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Helicopter parenting and failure. It's one of my one of my topics. Go, girl. Go. Love it that we got. Yeah. Well, because you just mentioned that one. That's a good topic. Letting them fail. Letting them fail for the love. Now, Winston Churchill said um, failures are the stepping stones to success. Mm. And it's true. true. I want every parent watching or listening or catching the replay 
what failure did you have that changed your life for the better? Wow. Now I've coined this topic. So if you, anybody uses it, please tag me. Negativity is the catalyst to positive growth. We are all meant to and guaranteed to experience negativity. Those guaranteed. Yep. Those negative moments help shape us, help teach us what not to do. They help teach us when we need to change, when we need to empower strength, when we need to say that made me stronger. Right. Fool me once. Shame on you. Fool me twice. Shame on me. Right. That every experience we have is a lesson. Now, if we are helicopter parents or very controlling parents or rigid parents, two things are going to happen. Number one, and I've seen it happen. We've seen it all over TV. We've seen it in, you know, our friends and our own families. When you are ridiculously controlling and you don't let a child feel in control of their own life, Hmm. they're going to do whatever it takes to get that control, whether that's running away, whether that's drugs and alcohol, whether that's sneaking out of the house and wearing the skimpiest clothing because you make them wear an outfit, whatever that is, they're going to rebel. The second thing that's going to happen is you're not going to teach them coping skills. One of the first episode I did, and you can find it on Facebook or YouTube, I did with my 19-year-old. I didn't teach him coping skills. Hmm. I wasn't where I am now. And he taught me to grow into where I am now Hmm. because of what he experienced being my child. And Hmm. I took that lesson very seriously and I created my entire coaching practice because of what I experienced with my son. And he had to go out and make his own choices. He had to go out and make those mistakes and those failures Mm -hmm. to know who he wanted to be as a man, what he wanted to do and everything else that goes in with being a human being coping skills. Now, on the flip side, okay. I have two children that I know. You have two children what? Two children that I know of. Okay. And they are complete polar opposites. Okay. One is in a very controlling household. They aren't allowed to make any decisions for themselves. Every decision that this child makes is run by their parents. This child is now an adult they still feel like a child. They have no, um, not that they don't have any, it's hard for them to make decisions. It's hard for them to do anything. It's hard like to make a decision and take a step and, and try something new or, you know, stand up for themselves. They are very much closed off with mm-hmm. they're They're ambitious, but they don't take any of the steps. Right. They have goals, but they won't do anything about it. So do you think that has to do with that? They weren't allowed to fail. Do you think they weren't allowed to do anything? Which includes they weren't allowed to fail. So. So I think it's important to distinguish that when we're talking about allow it to failure, are we going to let our kid, I don't know, for instance, walk off a cliff because they will want to No, exactly. Okay. So 
so I think it's, it is, we have to keep some of the parameters up there too, right? Like yeah. health and safety, so, of course. Yeah. Like, but you know, if, if, if I know, uh, you know, that you, uh, back to the bike situation, could he, could, could our child have fell down and skinned a knee? Yeah. Could he have skinned two knees? Yeah. Could he have broken a bone? Yeah. He probably could have, but all of those things, right. Protect him from not experiencing it and failing. It's going to get a certain outcome, right? Is he going to learn perseverance? No. Is he going to learn uh, cause and effect? No. Is he going to learn at what it feels like to fail and what it feels like to muster up the, the strength and the courage to get back up and try again, knowing that he could fail again? No, he wouldn't. You wouldn't give him that opportunity, right? So there's a lot of things missing that comes from when we don't allow our kids to fail, right? Responsibility, All of it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but there, there's that internal like guts, like that, you know, that guts. Think about it. When you have failed, you have to dig deep and go, I really want to learn that, or I really want to be better at it. That's an, in, that's a, that's a strength that you can't like have it child. Just go have that strength. Like that's, that, that is something they have to experience and learn and grow to be toddlers. like, okay, go. Yes. Toddlers. Okay. So you get toddlers. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm not even going to talk about when they start walking. Cause we all know how that works, but yes, if you have two, three, four-year-old. Okay. And they want a cupcake that's on top of the fridge. They are going to try 50 different things to get up on top of that fridge. Yes. How many TikToks, how many Facebook, Instagram reels are we seeing of kids climbing up on the counter, climbing on a chair, climbing the fridge, whatever that looks like to get that stuff. Now, if you turn around and you catch your kid doing that, instead of just going, no, don't ever do that again. Right. Say, okay, that's not a safe way of doing it. Can you think of another way to do it? Yes. Yes. Problem solving, coping skills, accountability, responsibility. My 12 year old, right? This is happening. If you don't do this, this is going to happen. If you do this, this is going to happen. You're responsible for the choices that you make. You create the outcome. And, and letting them feel it though. You have yep. see, I think sometimes we don't let them feel it because we don't want to see our kids sad or disappointed or scared. We want to just run and be like, it's no, no, no. I mean, don't leave them, you know, for 48 hours and be like, okay, I'll come back to you and I'll give you a hug. No, but let them go, let them experience what disappointment and sadness and, you know, like the, the disappointment of not figuring it out right away. You, there's, there's an element of, um, opportunity in sadness and internal, right. When you do fail there, there's a, there's a lot of lessons learned in there. Do yeah. I like the feeling of this? Do I not like the feeling of this is, do I want to do something different? So I don't feel this way. But if you just are always ready to snatch, snatch them out of that, we're not empowering them in a whole other side of, of learning. That's like being a business owner. Yeah. It's like being a business owner. How many people try, 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 mm-hmm. you know, I'm, I launched a program. I get crickets. Okay. Is that going to stop me from launching another one? Mm-mm. No. 
because the reward outweighs yes the the stepping back right i would rather face the reward than face the regret well i think that's pretty empowering and i and i and i'm going to have to say that might be really hard to apply like i i think if we're going to be intentional parents you you really have to dissect, dissect that and and decide how you're going to do that as a parent because i think back to the interpretations perspectives i think so a parent could hear that and you line up 10 parents and all 10 parents can come out applying that in 10 different ways. Absolutely. You know? and, and it's not a right or wrong. It's not a right or wrong no. issue. It's just discourse to say, hey, are you aware that when you um, deprive your child of any of the things we've talked about today, discourse, failing, um, learning to listen first, how to listen, you know, not being, uh, taking things personally, not, if you deprive your child of that, not run to them and rescue it immediately, because it's in our nature to be like, I don't want you to cry, poor baby, don't be hurt. No, if you deprive them of that, what are you depriving them of learning ultimately? And growing and becoming, right? If our, our ultimate goal is, right, a good, responsible, good human being, good citizen, a good human being has to include failures. Do we know anybody that's successful that has never, ever, 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 ever failed? No. So that we have to say failure is a part of the equation for success. But if you eliminate it, then they're not going to be the type of successful they could be if they didn't have those failures included. But I think that that's, that requires intentional parenting. Yeah, it's like the positivity movement. Say that again? The positivity movement. Um, yeah. I'm, gonna think, I'm only going to think positive. Well, then you're going to be stuck. <laughs> no, right? Um, you did mention something, though. Intentional parenting is... Another thing that I've noticed, and I've, and I've actually seen this, is do your kids see you cry? Do mm, your yes. kids see you sad? Do they see you down? Do they see you when you say, I'm angry, or I'm having a bad day, or, you know, I just need to relax today. I'm worn out. I need to, you know, re rejuvenate myself. Self-care is another learned mm. behavior that we as parents teach our children. My children see me cry. I had a friend say, oh, well, I, my kids never see me cry. I said, why not? How are they supposed to know that crying is okay and mm. being sad is okay and those negative emotions are okay if you're not showing them when you're feeling them? And then how to do that, how to be- How to cope. How to, how to cope with it. How, if you're not ever- giving that experience and you're giving them, is it okay to say this? The falsehood that life is always happy and always positive. And there's, I don't know, raise your hand. Is that, do you like paying bills? I don't necessarily like that, but I don't, you're right. Or do I like getting a flat tire? I don't know about you, but not really. Right. You like so feeling nauseous has, and showing up uh, anyway? I don't think you would. You would probably like to be in that beautiful bed there. So I like taking a little nap, but you did. But I did, right? right? And it's intentional parenting, right? It's, and, and I, the episode, I was like, I have to show up. Like, I can't just not, right? But not only is it intentional parenting and intentionally showing up, this show is my baby. If I don't show up to the show, even when I'm not feeling good, I had a tooth pulled two weeks ago or three weeks ago, and I showed up the same day to do an episode. 
right? Wow. It's, you have to put that effort in. Now, I'm not saying do everything all the time. I'm not saying don't take days to yourself, but you have to think like the laundry. Is mm. anything going to happen if I don't put the laundry away today? Probably not. Probably not. Right. But if I didn't show up to today's episode, you would have probably been upset regardless, right? I would have been upset if people don't show up to the episode. If I didn't show up to to today's episode, I would have been a hypocrite. And hypocrisy is one of my biggest pet Mm -hmm. peeves. I lose my shit over hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. Because I don't give people, if you don't show up to the show or you no show the show, or I don't like Mm -hmm. your reason for rescheduling your episode, I'm not going to have you back in any way, shape or form. So if I'm telling other people that how, if I don't show up to the show, how does that work? Well, it goes back to the word. It goes back to your word. Then what does your word mean? Exactly. What are you, what are you training people to expect about your word? They really just don't have to listen to you. Really. It's really the bottom, yeah. bottom line. Now, but if you go back to those, go, I was going to say, if you go back to those emotions, I think you brought up a really good point to be intentionally parenting, like if there's parents listening that are, that are in the camp of like, I don't ever show my kid anything quote unquote in the negative category, you know, it's, we're not making it out to be a right or wrong. It's just, if we're going to back up and be intentional parents, right. And, and, and we're going to take on the intentional parenting tactic or strategy on, on, you know, raising, raising our babies, you know, ask yourself by not showing a piece of the human element, right? Sad, scared, mad, fearful, disappointed, all that stuff that that that's part of the emotions, just like um, happy and um, excited and, and surprised. Those are all right. You can't have a cake and then just leave out four ingredients. Then you just, that, guess what? Then you wouldn't have a cake, right? It would be, Mush. I don't know, a brownie or whatever, <laughs> right? It's the same thing. Emotions are part of who we are made up to be. They're included. So if you choose, again, not right or wrong, but if you choose to eliminate that and not let your kids see that, go back to, well, what are we depriving them of when they're older? I mean, how are they going to know how to cope when they have a roommate or a significant other or a friend that's angry at them or sad at them? If you've never taught them how to be around sad and angry, how are they going to do that? And- So I want to do, I want to do a disclaimer because you mentioned it and I should probably do this on every episode is there's no judgment. If you're a parent who, who helicopters, if you're a parent who, you know, doesn't give control or doesn't give those learning lessons, we're not judging you. If you are happy with what you're doing, you are happy with what you're doing and we wish you the best. You can still reach out and contact us. Not a problem. We acknowledge and accept and love different beliefs. And this is just our perspective. Every episode that we do on Just Alive TV is our own unique perspective. People will agree. People will disagree. We welcome all of it. What Mm -hmm. we don't welcome is judgment, ridicule, Mm -hmm. rejection, any of those. We Uh don't allow those on the show. Bullying of any kind. Uh Um, Not tolerated. Uh But... uh, It is. We have to teach our children how to, where do you think anxiety comes from? 
Mm. Panic and anxiety, not, you know, a lack of motivation. All of that comes into them not knowing how to connect and process their emotions. Addiction. And as parents, right, we don't want our kids to go to drugs and and alcohol, excuse me. Um, When you abuse sex, drugs, alcohol, self-harm, smoking, whatever toxic or harmful behavior our children are getting into, there's a reason for it. They are Mm -hmm. either trying to remove an emotion, cope with an emotion, or replace an emotion that they don't have. Hmm. Right. And that's, that's, they they have negative emotions that they don't know, or they can't process because they haven't been taught or they don't understand the emotion. And then it leads to numbing that emotion. That's Hmm. what all of those addictions do. That's why people become addicts. Hmm. Is because numbing an emotion. That, that, and, and, and it goes back to that context, they could be numbing an emotion, you know, in this topic, they could be numbing an emotion that perhaps they ne- never were taught how to be with, process, you know, or it was taught as bad versus good rather than that emotion is part of a human. What or are we going to do with it? Or they've never experienced it before. Or they just have never experienced because they were sheltered from it. Um, or, or they experienced it all the time and they're like, uh, something's odd. This isn't, you know what I mean? It could be extremes either way. Yeah. Right. But to your point, there's the numb is the bandaid. There's a wound underneath. What's the wound underneath? What is it that, that they're, they're covering it up by this addictive behavior? You know, what emotion were they not taught to be comfortable with? Yep. Addiction. Um, so whatever habit or whatever is, whatever the addiction is showing, because addiction is in many forms. It's not just drugs and alcohol mm-hmm. and sex, right? right, right. Uh, right. Self-harm is addiction. Right. Um, there's lots, but yeah. the other thing too is, oh, I totally lost where I was going with that. Drugs are kicking in. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. If anybody has... I- Taking an anti-nausea medication, it does end up knocking you out. And I took it an hour ago, so I'm 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 starting. She's ready for her nap, everybody. It's nap time soon, right? Soon. Um, it is though. Kids need to learn how to cope. They need to learn how to process. When people say that kids have it easy, they don't. Kids actually have it worse than anybody else because one, they have no control. Two. Mm they are indebted and, 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 and under requirements from adults, right? Mm. They are trying to figure out who they are. You think as a parent, right? If you're a parent, even if you're not a parent already, and you're just catching this episode, think about your coping skills. Think about how you cope with things. Think about the panic and anxiety you experience, the situations you experience, the cycles that you're still going through. Those all talk about unaligned beliefs, uh, negative life lessons, lessons not being learned, a lack of coping skills. All of that comes down to when you were a kid. Kids have it rough. Mm. Every... I think you brought up another good point. I do. And I think that people sometimes, um, you know, what's that? Oh, kids are resilient. 
I don't know. I don't know how much I believe that to be 1000 gazillion percent true. I think that they're easily effective and affected because of the lack of reasoning skills they have, because what two-year-old has a reason, the, the ability to reason, four-year-old have the ability to see what's going on and, and make a reasoning like, yeah, you know, dad shouldn't have, you know, punched mom or, you know, uh, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, you know, oh, mom gets angry when I throw food on the floor or they don't have the reasoning ability to understand and to process that. They take and it on. I, they take it on and then they develop the beliefs right? Mm -hmm. They have the context, the bill that they have at four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, which is very limited. They, and then they decide things, they make beliefs up and they decide things about who they are as person. And then they walk through life with those decisions and the consequences that come from it. And they show up as adults and go, huh, I don't really know how to cope, or I don't have the skills to deal with an angry roommate or an, uh, you know, I don't know who I am. And I don't know who I am. I'm, I'm going to say this, every single one of those issues I deal with as an identity coach, right? Because your identity is made up of your beliefs. It's made up of your emotions, what you like, what you dislike, who you believe you are. Your identity controls 85, if not 90% of your reality. So if you're unhappy, you control that. If you're being abused, if you, whatever, that's different. That's a different ballgame. We're not talking that's, about that. That's the 10 to 15% that we right. can't control. We can't control the actions of others. We can't control the reactions or the beliefs or the emotions of other people. But we can control ourselves. And if we believe that we're not good enough for our ideal partner, we're going to keep calling in abusive partners. Mm. Right? If we don't feel good enough, um, think of kids in the respect of mom and dad are fighting. That's my fault. Yes. Oh my gosh. All the time. That's right. If you go to your kid's school and they get in trouble at school and you go to the school and you start attacking the teacher, all the blame that they, okay, I did something wrong because they know they did. I did something wrong. I'm not getting in trouble. The teacher's getting in trouble. I'm not culpable. Hmm. I mean, that, that's a whole nother topic too. What are you teaching yeah. your kid by doing it that way versus a different way? What, what, is, what, what's the message that you're sending to your kid? What, you know, I mean, everything has a message, everything, everything. And that's why it's own. I personally think intentional parenting is so powerful because you have a why and a reason behind every strategy that you are trying to implement, you know? And again, it's not the helicopter model. It's not the control. It's just intent. You've sought and thought, if I race over and always rescue my kid, let's just keep using that for a second, right? Or I go and just straight to the teacher um, and, and blame the teacher, again, not right or wrong, what's the message that we're sending to our children? And are we depriving them of something that they're gonna need to become a good functioning, responsible human being? I mean. You just got to ask that question over and over enough to finally be like, oh my gosh, okay, right to yourself. Like, okay, already, I got it. All right, I'm going to change it and do it this way because how I was doing it before isn't going to get the results. Now, again, we can't control how our kids are going to turn out. They're human beings, they're individuals, they're going to make their own choices, but we can guide. We can guide them in, in like principles that, you know, are not going to lead them to harm 
or are going to lead them to rational, good thinking skills. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. To, you know, so it, it's really about the end result. You know, um, being a parent is, is, is not for the faint of heart. It just isn't. There's a long game that sometimes I think parents um, just don't stop to think about. It's just easier to do it in the short moment. Like, ah, you're screaming at me. Fine. Go do that. You know, or, ah, you know, instead of like, wait a minute, you're screaming at me for a reason. Okay. So you're sad. Okay. I mean, that, that, that's a conversation that would take 20 minutes versus like, oh, you're screaming at me. Fine. Here's the, go watch a movie or yes, you can have the ice cream that you're screaming. You know, it's just that, is that what you want to teach them to just scream to get what they want? Or am I going to take the 20 minutes out of the day that I really don't have and be like, okay, let's process through that. Two choices. Not, that's not the only two choices, but two choices well, what's my intention behind all of this? Well, I want him, I want my child to be able to process. And so I'm going to have to take this route, but it's not easier. And I don't have time and I don't really like it because it's gosh, it's exhausting, but it's, it's what once I think. Once they is, learn that though. I know. Right. Once, yep. once your children grasp that you're going to consistently do the same thing, or you're consistently going to follow through with that parenting style, they get that. I don't mm. have to, my, my 12 year old gets so mad about the seven-year-old because I very rarely will punish the seven-year-old. I don't have to follow through with her, hmm. right? She knows that I will follow through if I need to, but it never gets to that point mm. because if I say, okay, I'll say it nicely the first time, right? Right, right, right. I'll say, okay, if you don't do this right now, mm. This is what's going to happen if I have to ask you again. It doesn't get to again. Right. And that's her personality. And she, that works for her. Yep. And she and she does that. Now, my other daughter, mm-hmm. I have to get angry. Mm-hmm. I have to get angry and in her face, full punishment, everything. Right. And that's what she works for her. Right. But again, there's other issues there that I'm not going to get into on the show. But um there are other issues. Every child is different. Mm -hmm. So my tips and tricks on how to empower your children, right. And how to, how to empower your children is number one, remember that they are not you. You and your children are completely different. They may act like you. Sometimes they may model your behaviors. They may look like you. You might feel, I always say that's your daughter. That is exactly you, but they aren't. They have characteristics of you, but they are not you. When dealing with your children, always be that intentional, right? They are their own unique individuals. How can I help them? How can I help them being fully functioning adults? Check in with yourself. And and again, like we said at the beginning of the video, empowered parents create empowered children. Because those children become adults. They become fully functioning. I don't want to be dealing with my kids at 18 year old. My 19 year old came up to me and he's like, what do you think of the car about? I said, uh, I didn't think about it. And he goes, well, why not? Don't you have any like motherly words of wisdom? Cause he knows me. And I'm like, no, not really. He's like, not, uh, it's your choice. I said, well, yeah, you already know that though. You just said it. I said, I don't care whether it's a car or an SUV or a truck. I don't care what color it is. I don't care if it goes 800 miles per hour. I don't care as long as you have something that is safe, 
and reliable. Other than that, I don't care. It's your choice. Mm -hmm. If you Mm -hmm. buy something that's not safe and reliable, you need to fix it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Then I would care. Right. Right. You don't, I, I, I'm not the one. That's part of the responsibility. Yep. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so it's always creating the accountability, the responsibility when you make a decision and it works out, how empowered do you feel as an adult? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. How empowered does that feel? If you, yeah, if you make a mistake and the next time you do the same thing, but you do it a little bit differently Mm -hmm. and it works, Mm It's How like, proud are you of yes, yourself? I got yes. it. Yes. Right? It, there's a proud moment. That's that. That's part of the empowerment, right? You yeah. have to be able to go through that to have that moment to be like, rock on self. You made that one tweet too, that one tweak or that one shift and look at the results you got this time, right? Way to go. And then the next time and the next time. You're right. You're right. I'm, I can, I'm concurring with you on that one. <laughs> We're not having discourse today. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was so, yeah, I just, yeah, there's so many good points. Um, and just an encouragement to, to, to parents, you know, it's not, it's not like, you know, we have to say there's one right way to do it. And it's not like we really end up, let's be really honest. I have to remind myself of this. It's not really like we have the power to um, control how our kids are going to turn out. We have, as parents, the, the quote unquote power and control to apply and guide in the way that we choose to do that. And then we hope, pray, ask the stars, whatever it is that you do, please turn out to be a good human being. But, you know, it's the process between there and 18 or 19 or 20 or whatever it is at the age where you're watching your kid go, wow, look at that. You know, you're functioning, you're something right. Healthy. Yes. That's what we want to say. I want a badge. Like, you know, like I'll take it, you know, on his wedding day. Like I might've done something right. Like, give me like, give me a star, you know, something like, oh, let me get my gold star that says I did it. Yep. But you just don't know. Yep. You Tori, just that's a good that. idea for merch. I did something right. <laughs> just... Yes. Seriously though. Seriously I mean, you got to give us something. Well, think about it. Like as parents, you know, like I said, this journey isn't always easy. So if there is something, let's be really honest. I mean, that's why, you know, we got to, got to go get our hair done here and there, you know, there's some gray hairs that are coming up. It's not for the faint of heart, but you know, ultimately empowered adults, empowered children make empowered adults. And when you think about what kind of interactions do you want to have with adults? Do you want to have interactions with empowered adults or the opposite of that? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, it, I just can't stress enough. They aren't you. Mm. They aren't you. And I, I can use this as an example. It's one of my favorite examples for, for beliefs, for your identity. You have two twins, a set of twins. They are identical in every way, shape, or form. Okay? They grow up in an abusive alcoholic household. Mm. One becomes an alcoholic and abusive. Mm-hmm. The other never touches anything. Mm -hmm. identical twins, identical situations, identical upbringing to completely different outcomes. Because ultimately, no matter what anybody did, each of those twins made their own decision. And their own choices. choices. I can tell it's just like this. I can tell you who I am. I can tell you that I am amazing and I'm wonderful and I love myself. 
but you might not agree with me. And neither one of us is wrong. It's right. our own unique perspectives and our own unique, something that matters to me might not matter to you. Mm-hmm. Our relationships are that way. Our children are that way. Mm-hmm. And we have to start putting ourselves at getting out of our own head and saying, getting into our head while getting out of our own head. It's kind of like a catch 20. Well, I think, I think what you're saying, I don't want to, I don't want to assume. So I'll just assert and then correct me is really embracing the fact is, is that you, ah, it's just so, I mean, I just said it is you just, you really have no control how your kids are going to turn out. Yeah. You just, I mean, we really have to think about that. Yeah. You, right. You could be the helicopter overbearing, super controlling parent and right. And you said, well, there's a high probability they're going to rebel. Okay. So I'm going to assert most control. Hi, babes. <laughs> I am almost done. Almost, honey. Almost. No. no. Thank you. See, that's the, that's the easier one. Um, mm-hmm. Not easier, but a little bit. I know what you mean. Yeah. Right. But I, you know, I just, I, I think that's, if people really just sit and think about that, I, right. Back to your point. Back to my point, the helicopter parents, I'm going to assume again, it's not right or wrong. If that's the parenting style yeah. that you want to do, I, but I'm going to assert that they hope that by being that way, they are going to have control of how their kids end up. Right. I, and you can do the flip side of that. You could have absolutely none of that. And then you hope, oh, my kids are going to end up well. And they don't. Right. You, you've seen it all. Every scenario to your point, you've got the same household, the same identical, and they both turn out differently. That tells us something. Yep. You don't have any control. So I asked the question at the uh, middle, the, closer to the beginning of the show, I asked this question. Mm hmm. What do you want to teach your children? And you've touched on that. How do you want your kids to be as adults? And I am going to, again, challenge everybody watching. You can try to control how your kids turn out. But you can. here's the question. Do you want them to turn out the way you want them to? Or do mm. you want them to turn out the way they want to? they're supposed to right what their path what their yes. destiny hmm, that's a good to, question you have to ask yourself is your way the right way for them and is it going to make them happy hmm. you can't answer that question yeah it's a they, good question right i want to be an artist a lot of parents especially our generation you're going to be a starving artist don't do it right right right, right. You put those thoughts into your kids head right now, you do need to remember it's their life, their way. Your way is not going to make them happy. Hmm. They have to find that themselves. My number ones for my kids are happy, healthy, confident, responsible, and accountable. Hmm. Right? And to make choices for themselves. And be accountable for those choices, which includes um, embracing the consequences that good, good or bad that come from those choices. And that goes back to the coping and that goes back to the empowering that goes back to being intentional about that. I mean, we all, you circle it all. All of it is connected on 
you know, on this topic that we're talking about, it's all interfaced and connected and, you know, conscious, being very conscious about every choice and understanding that every choice has a consequence, good or bad, that comes from it. Are we teaching our kids that or are we rescuing them from depriving them from knowing that? They have to have the leading role in their life. Mm, That's a good way to put it. Right. I always tell my clients and, and everybody watching from the day you are born till the day you die, you are your own number one constant. Mm-hmm. The same is going to go for your children. You're the common denominator of your own life. Yep. And that question comes into play again. Mm-hmm. You want to live your way. What does your life look like? Mm. Right. And what's your end goal? And I, I just, it, they have to be that leading role. They have to be included. They have to be, they have to feel like they can be who they want to be within reason, right? Obviously you don't want to go to, I wasn't even, I'm not even going to use that explanation. They're not going to jump off a bridge when all of their friends jump off a bridge, right? It's, they have to be strong enough, confident enough, and empowered enough to make their own decisions and deal with those consequences, right? They have to feel like, Hey mom, I need you to pick me up. It's 3 a.m. My dedicated driver is drunk. I'm drunk. Mm -hmm. I can't make it home. They need to feel that that's okay. You might, I tell my kids, you call me. If you ever need me, you call me. If it's three in the morning, I'm going to be pissed off that you woke me up, but I will still come and get you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your safety means more to me than anything else. Right. 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 But, and, and I, and I think to get to that point too, there's a, you know, it, there's just this, this topic is so intricate, but it good communication, allowing them to, you know, to feel safe in their failure, um, allowing them to see, um, you be a human. So, you know, like you said, you might not be happy that, that they woke you up. So you might have a tone of irritation or anger at that part, but you're not angry that you, um, are going to go you know, keep your kids safe. Yes. It's so there, there's just, again, I, again, I know we keep saying this, it's about intentional parenting and, and, and let's, you know what, let's say this out here too. It's not about perfect. Like I, I'm not coming to the call saying, well, so, you know, just so you all know, I'm a perfect parent. Like our topic today, I was like, okay, I'm going to go ahead and apply that here. Oh, thank you for that reminder. I'm doing, I'm failing at that. So thank you for that reminder. Right. And okay. My kid, you know, so this is a journey too. This is a journey for us, for us, for literally us. And you've shared some things, you know, about you as a parent and, you know, and just kind of the struggles. Parenting is, that's not a guidebook. That's exactly (laughs) what it is. Right. We, and again, this entire show, not just this episode, but the show itself, self-development, personal development, self-help, knowing that we are going from struggling to thriving, right? Parents struggle. Every kid yeah. is different. I have four. All of them need something different. Do I yeah. screw up all the time? <laughs> I fail with my kids all the time. All the time. Here's my hand. Yeah, yep. all, all the, the time. time. Raise your hand if you fail with your damn kids more than you succeed. <laughs> right? 
because we're learning. And exactly, it is so important to be approachable with your children, no matter your personal feelings, because it's not about you personally, and none of us are perfect parents. It's always a journey of learning. It absolutely is. That was one of our, our viewer comments. It absolutely is. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. need to be accountable that it's okay for us to fail. My kids, I will argue with them if I think I'm right. If they prove me wrong, first thing I do, I'm sorry. I thought I was right. Mm. Obviously, I was, and I'm sorry you're right, right? Mm -hmm. I am accountability for my screw-ups. I show them that it's okay. But you're teaching them. Again, that's uh, that's up here, and underneath that, what are you teaching them? And that goes back to our underneath of, is it in alignment with our goal to teach good human beings? unconditional love. I don't like you right now, right, right. but I love you, right? Mm-hmm. The difference between their behavior. And if, if my daughter does something stupid, I'm, I don't go, you're stupid. Right. I say, you know what? That was a really stupid thing to do. Like the behavior was stupid. Mm-hmm. You're mm-hmm. not because you're smart. And I'm only saying it's stupid because you're smart enough not to do that. You know, all right. Right. So it's, And and there is a fine line between being the parent role and the friend. Oh, that's a whole nother topic too. But we need to be both. Mm. Right. Like, like Tori said, you need to be approachable. Being their friend means you listen and actually listen. You give advice when they ask for advice, you allow them to live their life, but you're still parenting in the background going, should you really do that? Like, yeah. is that the best choice? The wisest choice? Yeah. What, what do you think is going to happen if you do that? And I'm not saying you can't, but right. what, what, what's the outcome that you're looking for? Can I give you a different outcome that I'm a little bit concerned about? And then you can make your decision, right? Mm. I always wanted to be the party house. If you want to drink before you're 18, you're coming to my house so that I can make sure that you're okay. Because either way, you're going to do it whether I tell you to or not to. Do you think that there's an element of like age appropriate this to this yes. though like you would have this conversation obviously with your the 17 year, yeah like 15 and up right but just the concept not just the drinking part but just the concept of I'm going to give you a different approach to or do you do you think you start that at four no, or obviously not right um that's like uh sexual content right I would rather them learn that from me Mm-hmm. than other people but that starts early like I started talking to them about about that at like seven eight and the reason mm-hmm. I did that is because that activity level is getting lower and lower and lower right so I would rather jump in there and say you can come to me about anything you can ask me anything I will be open and honest with you about all of that no embarrassment we're good to go but you need to learn it I had a discussion with my two boys and we were talking about something in that, in that aspect. And they're mm-hmm. like, I never knew that. And I said, yeah. And if you hadn't have known that, because I just told you, I could be a grandma right now and not even know it because mm-hmm. you would have done it and thought that that was acceptable form of birth control. Right. And I'm just like, uh-uh, uh-uh. like my mm-hmm. oldest is kind of a host. So I'm just like, you know, that you, you need to not just, yeah, that method doesn't work, honey. <laughs> Have you met your stepbrother? Cause that method don't work. Um, 
Yeah. So needless to say, it's, it's, right. you know, having those fun conversations, my 19 year old cut tells me everything. Mm. He tells me things I don't want to hear, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. he tell, but he knows that I'll listen. But he has that relationship with you though. Yeah. You cultivated that for as long as it is, but it including your mistakes, but, but that's important. Yeah. Including your mistakes because you admitted, like, I didn't teach him this, this, and this. But yep. look at the outcome of which we had no control. We had no idea how he was, how he was going to turn out. But to hear you say he tells you everything, right? That's, that's years of cultivation, including your mistakes. Absolutely. Him and I didn't talk for two years. Mm-hmm. He moved out of my home and went and lived with his dad when he was 13, going on 14. From 14 to 17, we didn't talk. Hmm. And then look what came out of it, right? So there was some shift, something, your end, his end. Yeah. He had to experience those coping skills. He had to experience the loss, the, the emotions, the unhappiness, the abuse of other people to truly understand I'm not out to get you. I always tell my daughter, and this is one of the most valuable lessons that I've told my daughter is every time you fight me on something, you're not fighting me. You're fighting yourself. Yeah. I'm trying to help you. Right. I'm on your team and I know you don't feel that. And I know that might look, but that, that, that's, you know, that that's something like we could say to the four five, six, seven, eight year old, like I'm actually on your team. What you said is for the little bit more mature, right. The older to understand, like, it's not you, it's not me. You're mad at you're, you're upset that you're not getting your way. So, or you're not, you know, you're, um, I'm challenging you on your beliefs or, you know, or what you think. And that's my job. Example, my job, the punishment. My daughter wants to walk home from school. I can't let her right now. And the reason I can't let her right now is her behavior has taught me that she's not trustable. Mm-hmm. Right. And she's like, but why, but why? And I said, honey, I'm not fighting with you on this. Your behavior taught me that this is what I need to do to protect mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And because I, I can't trust you to do it for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There are times to take control. There are mm-hmm. times where you have to do that. And yep. as a parent, you'll figure that out. Just yep. remember, and, and I'd like to end the episode this way. This is our longest episode on the show. Really? Yeah, almost an hour and a half. <clears throat> I would like to end my part of the episode by saying being an empowered parent just has confidence. You have confidence, you have the courage, you have the skills and ability to learn and to grow, right? You don't have to be perfect. Perfection is a myth. Your children are never going to be perfect. You're never going to be perfect. It is trial and error as a parent. And you are amazing for doing your best with the knowledge that you have right now. If you build that knowledge, I always say mistakes. People are like, oh, I made a mistake. I said, you didn't make a mistake. You went with the knowledge that you had at that time. You didn't know then what you know now. And now you know. So now you have to decide if you're going to apply it, change it, shift it, let go of it, whatever. There is no right or wrong. Hmm. It's unique for you. It's unique for your kids. You need to do what's right for you, but be empowered doing it and try to empower your kids to be themselves. 
that's that's my two cents for today. <laughs> I mean, I, I, what a warrior you, a warrior you are, right? And you know, being a woman of your word, showing up, and you know, I think we touched on a lot of topics, and I think it would be hard to recap them all. So, if I had to bottom line it, um, I would say, you know, intentional parenting is. Um, is about understanding why it is that you're doing what it is, understanding the end game of what you're trying and hoping, but also understanding you don't have control over, hoping to produce, hoping your child turns out to be a good, responsible human, you know, human being that's contributing to society. That's what you hope for. And so if you have to back that up, okay, this is my end goal, get to 18, you know, back that up to I'm at four, you know, or six or 10, whatever it is, really asking yourself, am I taking the steps? Am I being the parent? Like I am the parent. Am I being the parent? Am I offering them, you know, the, the opportunities to learn what it is they need to learn? Yep. Right. Yep. Not taking, teaching them not to take personally, not to be easily yep. offended, learning how to fail, learning what emotions are, watching people have emotions. I mean, there's so, like, we, we talked about a lot, but am I, Am I actually applying what it is I know, you know, the principles that I want them to hopefully gain and have? Am I doing what it is or am I just like, uh, I don't know, let me just see if this works. I hope this is going to, you know, I don't know, you know, like, are you consciously really yeah. <clears throat> guiding and, in the way that's going to lead them? And end goal. End goal. You're not... <laughs> Their successes are not your successes. Their failures are not your failures. Mm. They are entirely responsible for their own life. Because they're human. And you can say, oh, I, I did my best, but they turned out this way. No, mm. you did your best. Period. Right? And Each they ended up turning out this way. I love you and I accept you and I just want you to do your best. Mm-hmm. You need to put that in yourself as well. I'm yeah. doing my best. Now, whether your hmm. best can look better, that's up to you. Right. Are you willing to learn? Right. Yeah. I think that's a good place to hopefully, right? That empowered yeah. parents encouraged you, you know, got you to think and challenge you, right? Because as, as we, how many hands did we raise? Like, we all have something to learn. Pick one thing. To, to imply, try not to, you know, imply all of them because again, is that going to set you up for success? Is that going to overwhelm and bombard? Like what the heck has happened to mom here? She's got like 85 things. She's no pick one or two, apply, see if you're getting the results, see if you get a shift or a chain, you know, and then take on some other ones, you know, intentional parenting is like I said, it's a long game. Yep. If you're going to do it well. And as long as you can say, I did something right. <laughs> yeah, right. That's our badge. Get your merchandise, your merchandise, girl. We need the badge. Something right. <laughs> I did something right. That's it, actually. Yeah. I like it. I did that's the whole thing right. I'm and that's the whole show, right? That's the whole, that's the whole show. I did something right. The, every episode that we do, including this one, is just highlighting struggles and thriving. 
and giving you tips and tricks, making you feel like, you know, you're not alone in these things. You are allowed to fail and screw up and you're allowed to take days where it's like, I don't want to parent anymore. I don't want an adult today. I'm going to get the cup that says, I don't want an adult. (laughs) That's another one. That's another way. Yeah. So everybody just needs to give yourself a break. Just give yourself, give a yourself break. grace. I always say, give yourself grace. In fact, on my clients, whenever we're going through a session, you know, and they're getting all these practices, that's my action steps. That's what I call um, action steps. I call them practices. Oftentimes, more often than not, I say, and write the word grace on the top of the page, please. Why? Well, what do you think would be the reason I would apply that? I mean, here you are, you're trying on a whole bunch of new muscles and a whole bunch of new things, st- stuff way outside your comfort zone. Don't you think we're going to need to have some grace here? Because you're probably going to fail at it and you're going to need to get back, you know, get yourself back up and try it again. And then maybe you'll win at it, but then you might fail again. You right. It's a process. If you think you're going to apply this and knock it out of the park on the first go around, like I, I might have some, (laughs) some sad news to tell you. Probably not. You're going to need it a few times. So grace, right? Yeah. So those are my two thoughts or 85 million that we, that we said today. Oh, for sure. For sure. All right. Just a family. Uh, One thing I wanted to mention, and thankfully Tori put it in the comments, is I have a Facebook group. It is fairly new. Um, I do have a Facebook group for the show, but I also have another Facebook group called Women, Women Supporting Women. And I think this is a really good one for mothers and business owners and wives and whatever, whatever your role is as a woman, we need to support each other and build those connections and those relationships and the inclusivity. The point of that group is there's no promotions. So I'm in a lot of entrepreneur groups and mompreneur groups and Mm -hmm. mom groups. There's promotions everywhere. Mm -hmm. This, this group is completely promotion free other than me sharing some of the episodes. And the reason I share the episodes again is just self-help, self-development, right? Is giving you another platform to feel included, to feel empowered, to feel like you are a part of something more and loved and accepted with no judgment. And that's what we do here on the show. So join our groups, giving you something to talk about live TV. It's a Facebook group, Facebook page. It's all over. I also have women supporting women on Facebook. Um, And that is another group. And that is, again, sponsored by Phoenix Identity. So for everybody watching and everybody catching the replay, please like, follow and share on your social media platforms. There is a newsletter. Please go and check that out. We have the web. We have the episodes, the podcast, the blog. We're always looking for co-hosts. We're always looking for sponsors as well as featured topics. If you're a viewer and you would like to see a topic featured that maybe you're struggling with and you want to talk, you want to see somebody else highlight their struggle to success, please send that over to me. I will find you a co-host specifically for that topic. Like and share, follow on everything. And thank you so much, Barbara, for joining me today. This was an amazing episode. I can't believe, even though how I was feeling before the episode, that we just went an hour and 35 minutes. So I know. Thank you. Thank you for enduring. And thank you for just a really good discussion. And hopefully we've given tips and tricks and nuggets and things to noodle on for parents or soon to be parents or grandparents and any of it just to really, you know, hopefully 
helping their journey that we're all on yeah. when we're parents. All right. Well, feel I feel better. Yeah, thank you. So if anybody wants to reach out to either myself or Barbara, you can do so in the comments uh, or in the, in the description of this episode. Again, if you want to be part of our Just a Family crew, we are just a family. We are building a community of inclusivity, judgment-free, and most of all, acceptance and understanding. So join us. We are Just a Family here at Just a Family. That's coming on the merch too. I'm super excited for that. <laughs> all right. Well, I hope you all have a wonderful morning, evening, afternoon, whatever it looks like whenever you're catching this. And I will see all of you on the next episode. Thank you, Barbara. Bye. Thank you.